Praise the Lord, blessed listeners. This is Repentance USA at Blog Talk Radio. And I'm your host, Pastor Tresor from Maryland Altar here in the United States of America. And here in the States, we are led by Archbishop Louis Lupo, and we are all under the direction of the mightiest prophet of the Lord in the ministry of repentance and holiness. Today's message is in continuation of the series called The State of the Church, where we have the mightiest prophet address the state of the church globally and how we have gotten there. Without further delay, we'll go straight into the message. We are virtually empty. There was nobody, literally nobody sitting in the house of the Lord. And in the process of looking at them, then some grass began to grow between the chairs. Hallelujah. And even as that happened, I, I was very stunned, I was very astonished at the grass that was now growing in the house of the Lord, it grew up to a point where I could not, it covered the seats, I could not now not see the seats. And then finally, the voice of the Lord, again coming from the altar area, he said, they used to worship here, but not anymore. And then he said, God tell these people to repent, and prepare for the coming of the Lord. Then at that point I woke up. And that was the 20th of November, the year 2007. So, beginning that time on, I began to pray and even preach this message. I began to talk about the great desolation that had eaten into the house of the Lord. And I know very well, Reverend Amos, from the scripture, the Bible comes out very, very clearly on this matter of desolation in the house, even the fingerprints of desolation. And here I see very clearly a scripture that says, when the church went to sleep, the enemy came and sowed in the bad seed, the seed of the weed within the wheat. So the weeds began to grow with the wheat in the church. And that bespeaks, that speaks a lot about the state of the church today. And what's even more shocking to me is that many Christians are going to church almost on a daily basis and majority of them once a week to worship Jehovah. And yet, the Lord cannot see anyone in the church. When he looks down, he does not see anyone in the house. The voice of the Lord goes ahead and says, They used to worship here, but not anymore. So that tells me of a state of closure. And the only time I can remember when the Lord, he, 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 he permitted, he instructed closure to the house, is in the book of Malachi, chapter 1, beginning verse 6 all the way down to 10. And you see, in verse 10 it says, Because they have brought blind animals for sacrifice, and they have brought deaf animals to sacrifice, and they have brought animals that are lame to sacrifice before him, he says, Oh, how I wish 
that one of you would go and shut that door, that I may not live to see them light up the useless fires before me. Now, every time the Lord speaks about useless fires that are lit before him, it's a state of despair. It's a state of frustration in the heart of God. And Reverend Amos, to finish up with this, even on the question of the state of the church today, and what God is saying about the state of the church. Again, come the 26th of March, the year 2008, this year, the Lord comes again and speaks with me about the house of the Lord. But this time, he shows me the mighty vision of the Lord. Again, very, very preciously, he shows me on the 28th of March, the year 2008, he shows me now in that vision, the temple of the Lord in heaven, the glorious house of the Lord in heaven. And the glory of the Lord in that vision began to open up, open up, unveiling and unenveloping the glorious temple of the Lord in heaven. And such a mighty glorious temple covered with the glory of the Lord. It is glowing and I see the tinge of gold. So every time this happens, and if I remember very well, it only happened once in the Bible. When the Lord was able to give Moses a glimpse of his mighty glorious house in heaven, there was an instruction that God was passing down to the church. Reverend, I remember very well, at that time, there was the fall in Israel, the fall within Israel, the house of Jacob, on their way to the promised land. And they had turned around, they had adorned and polished a very good and nice golden calf. They had taken all their wealth and made a very golden calf and placed it in the house. And they started worshipping the golden calf, the idol. As this went on, Jehovah saw them from heaven in a state that caused Jehovah now to show Moses his house in heaven and to compel Moses to ask him to tell them to build for him one like that so he may take pleasure and come and dwell among them and be Emmanuel to them. I saw that happen in the Bible and began to relate it very closely to what the Lord was saying about the state of the house here. Now listen to me, Reverend Amos. It is amazing to me that the Lord saw the golden calf being worshipped, idolatry in the house, and he compels his servant prophet Moses telling the men of God to tell them to build one for him so he may remove them from their idolatry. Now, when I look at the desolate house that the Lord showed me on the 20th of November, the main fall that has come into the house 
is actually the gospel of prosperity. This very evil gospel that has come from the enemy, the gospel that is able to tell them that look, you can get away with the holiness of the Lord by preaching money, by sowing a seed, bring an envelope with money, writing a fat check, then God will not hold you accountable on the most important benchmark, the most important requirement of the Lord, that the church may be holy and may walk in the holiness of the Lord. So, Reverend Amos Wandera, the fall in the church that the Lord showed me on 20th of November came out of the golden calf that has been raised in the house of the Lord today. And if you were to get the rightful answer for the question you asked, what is the state of the church today? In other words, what you asked is that, what is God saying about the church today? The answer is that they have raised up for themselves a golden calf. There is a beautiful golden calf that they have raised in the house and they are busy kneeling down and worshipping it and going around it. They are worshipping the golden calf in the house. And so God showed me the glorious temple in heaven. In other words, saying, God tell the four corners of the earth, the Church of Christ in the United States, the Church of Christ in Central America, and Canada, in South America, Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, Paraguay, Chile, Panama, Venezuela, name it. The Church of Christ born in Australia and also New Zealand. The Church of Christ in Africa all the way from Cairo to Johannesburg. The Church of Christ in Europe touching Germany, Britain, Switzerland, Finland, Sweden, all the way to Portugal and all the nations, Malta of Europe, I am talking about the Church of Christ in Asia, Pakistan, Indonesia, Japan, all the way down to India, all over the earth, even in the islands. God is telling the church right now that, look, I have seen the idolatry of your defilement. I have watched and seen you dancing around a golden calf worshipping it and you put a lot of money made it golden very wealthy all your wealth you've used to build that golden calf i have seen that you are worshipping idolatry of prosperity the things of the world like jeremiah says the book of jeremiah he says the customs of men are useless they are worthless a man takes a chisel and a saw, he cuts down wood timber from the forest, and he adorns it with gold. They cannot speak, they cannot walk, neither can they hear. They are worthless, the idols of men. And so God has seen the idolatry of the present church, where they are preaching prosperity, 
and yet they are not worshiping God. In the house of the Lord, there is desolation and emptiness. Nobody is found. This desolation has brought in also homosexuality in the house of the Lord. It is now uh, something that finally the church is debating. It's debatable in church now. The church cannot develop a, a very uncompromising position on this great abomination of, of, of homosexuality anymore because she's busy worshipping the golden calf. They used to worship here, but not anymore, says the Lord. Such a profound statement of how he views us here on earth, the state of the church in his heart, that we no longer worship him at all. When he sees the church, he doesn't see anyone in the house. Yet people like you and me all go to church on Sundays, longing for the Lord, his presence, to be infilled by his spirit, hoping that he sees us and remembers us. But while we're praying to him, he does not even see us. Reminds me of the scripture in Malachi chapter 3. Actually, Malachi chapter 1, verse 10. The Lord says, How I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so that these worthless sacrifice, sacrifices could not be offered. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will not accept your offerings. Why is it that when we go to church today, we go to church in America, we go with our families, we go with our friends, co-workers? The answer is in uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, where it reads, Verse number, I believe, 11. It says, it starts off, What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and the lamb and goats. When you come to worship me, who asks you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offering disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered the blood of innocent victims. Wow. That statement right here, you read in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 15, where we lift up our hands in prayer in America, and the Lord's not looking at us because our hands are covered with blood. You see, in America, what we do is that the success of our nation, the pride of our nation, the identity of our nation is the shedding of innocent blood where we kill people for monetary gain. Lord is saying the reason he doesn't see us because our hands are covered in blood but the solution is right here you read in verse 16 wash yourselves and be clean get your sins out of my sight give up your evil ways so the answer is in repentance which is the only way for the Lord to see us again because what's the point of offering useless fires there's no meaning behind we're essentially wasting our time going to church when we're not in repentance when we're not acknowledging our sins in America.
we're not confessing our sins and turning away from our sins, which has led to why the church fell asleep. In Matthew chapter 25, it talks about the parable of the ten virgins, five foolish and five wise. And where we're at as a church right now, we're at verse 5. The state of America is verse 5. It says, Matthew 25, chapter 5, when the bridegroom was delayed, when Jesus didn't come back after thousands or hundreds of years later from his, pro from his promise, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Meaning we stopped preparing for our Lord's coming and got complacent and started preaching to the flesh. We stopped preparing in holiness. The only benchmark into entry for heaven, the only ticket into heaven is holiness. So we threw out holiness and started preaching to the flesh. Hence you see the state of the church, which is disseminated to the state of the world over. You see on news, you see in your newspaper, why the world is the way it is now because it started in the house of the Lord where the Lord says they used to worship here but not anymore so with us getting complacent in our sins complacent in our salvation casual with the Holy Spirit the only way we've gotten there is we got in pride and the Lord talked about that in the book of Deuteronomy if you get proud that would be the day you forget me so we have forgotten the Lord, he's forgotten us. Or now he doesn't even look at us when we offer our prayers and petition to him. It starts off here on this journey I want to take you guys on is Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, the Lord says this, we can start from verse 11 and on. It says that, but that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, that's the target right there, beware that in your plenty, not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you. Skip down all the way to verse 14. It says, Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from the slavery in the land of Egypt. Of Egypt. In other words, who rescued us from sin. When the Messiah went to the cross, he left no balance due where sin is still reigning in our lives. He gave us complete and other authority over sin and Satan through the power of his blood that touched the mercy seat. So with us wallowing in sin, it leads to the Lord forgetting us because we forgot him by observing his ways of worship. And then you read down into uh, verse 17, Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says, He did all this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God, he is the one who gives you the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. So we kicked out holiness and started preaching to the flesh, which has led to the pride. Where we feel that, as the man of God said, it's a blanket, sta a blanket statement that we throw over whenever anyone asks us if we're prepared, if we're ready, that, oh, already repented, because I received Jesus already all is well. I don't need repentance. Repentance is for the people who are unborn again, the people who are not Christians. But if we ourselves are not observing repentance in America, in our churches, we're not Christians either. We take out holiness in the church. We start preaching different gospels in the church. We become atheists in the house because the nature of God is holiness. And we 
can't change his nature because of our sinful nature. So we get in a relationship with him. He stops being holy to accommodate for our sins. In continuation, you read Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 15, about how we've preached to the flesh, which led to the pride, which is, in verse 15 it says, But Israel, but America soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy, plump, and stuffed. They abandoned the God who had made them. One more linking scripture, you read in the book of Hosea, chapter 13 verse 6 it says but when you had eaten and were satisfied you became proud and forgotten so with us getting complacent we started living for the flesh we started preaching for the flesh we started worshiping our stomach worshiping the god of prosperity the god of the belly the god of sensual desires when we wake up now we think about what can we do to get other people to lust at us what can we do to make our pastors have sex with us? What can we do to sleep with X amount of men, X amount of women, or we indulge in homosexuality, in orgies, in wild parties, and all these things that are fruits of the flesh that will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we fell asleep because we got complacent in the coming of the Messiah, so we decided to preach to the flesh and preach to the God of prosperity preach about prosperity and preach about money in the house of the Lord where when we focus on the things of the earth and not the things above we're essentially living in the flesh reading Galatians chapter 6 verse number 8 the Lord says this he says those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Again, and you read in uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 7, it says this, Those are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit so let so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to peace you can even go on to verse 7 for the sinful nature is always hostile to God it never did obey God's laws and it never will that's why those who are still under the control of the sinful nature can never please God. And that's the answer of why the church in America has fallen asleep. We have let our sinful nature lead us. Where now God is no longer pleased with our sacrifices. Hence the shutting of temple doors in Malachi and the useless fires in Isaiah. And... In closing, you read in Philippians chapter 3. It talks about the God of the stomach that we've preached to. Where we're only concerned about what we drive, what we wear. 
what people think about us, not what the Lord thinks about us. And it's led to this destruction and corruption and decay throughout the land in the house of the Lord in America. Philippians chapter 3, verse 19. It says this. They are actually, you know, we start at verse 18. Philippians chapter 3, verse 18. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think about only the life here on earth. That's, that's very key. Let me read that again. And they think only about this life here on earth. And that has led to us in this spiritual coma where we can't even hear the judgment that the Lord is using through his servant, the Malachi 4-5 prophet, the Revelation 11 prophets, Zechariah verse 4, chapter 4, verse 11, lampstands. When they speak judgment towards us, we can't even hear it. Yet we experience that judgment with uh, Hurricane Katrina. That's what happened to us because of sexual sin, because of voodoo and witchcraft in New Orleans. Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Nate, Hurricane Sandy. Because of failure to observe repentance, the Lord has stricken us with judgment. In the spiritual coma that we have, we can't even see the miracles that are happening, where HIV AIDS is being deleted from the blood. Cripples are walking. People who are born crippled are walking. People that doctors gave up on, there's no medication on earth to heal them. The Lord raised them up and healed them through his servant. Even to the fact where the Elijah, like he did in the Old Testament, has done again Last year, June 25th, 2017, where he raised a dead woman. Yet we can't see or hear the goings on of the Lord on the earth because of our failure to repent. And those of you who are convicted from hearing these words, from hearing the voice of the Lord himself, receive Jesus, just repeat these words. Dear Jesus, the King of all creation, the great darling of heaven, our everlasting Father, my Redeemer, precious Lord Jesus, I have come to you to realize you today. Realize your full authority over me. To realize your full authority over my eternity, I surrender today into eternity of hope. I surrender into your most able hands all my life, and I receive you in my heart as Lord and Savior. Today, I repent of all my sins, all iniquity evil and wickedness 
may be associated with me, consciously or subconsciously. Precious Lord Jesus, establish your word in my heart and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Precious Lord Jesus, I can sense time is over. Please remember me when you return to the church. I vow to resolve never ever to deliberately return to sin. Help me, Holy Spirit, to accomplish the benchmark of God in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, today I cross over and I am born again. Amen, amen. Now if you said that prayer, please find one of the altars in America under the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, or you can find us on Repentance USA, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and you can find the contacts on the highwayofholiness.us website. Find the contact of Archbishop Louis Lupo and try to find you a local altar near the state you live in to get you baptized so you can prepare for the coming Messiah. Again, it's been a privilege and a great honor, and I thank you for your time. And if the Lord tarries, we'll meet again. Lord bless you. Shalom, shalom.